Toronto is rapidly approaching the one-month countdown to the 2015 Pan American Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The 17th edition of the Pan American Games kicks off in the Ontario capital on July 10th. Over 6,000 athletes from 41 countries will participate in the Games. Competition, which ends on July 26, includes some 364 events and 36 sports. Joining us now is Teddy Katz, Toronto 2015 Director of Media Relations. So, again, thank you for joining me today with, like I said, almost one month to go, just nearly one month. Will Toronto be ready for the Games? Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, the buzz is building, and Toronto, of course, will be ready. You, you start to see the signs on, on the highways. The venues are all opening and have received rave reviews. Uh, last week, we actually had a, a friendly match between Canada, uh, or Canada, Team Canada, and the English squad for the women's, uh, ahead of the Women's World Cup that starts here this weekend at the CIBC Hamilton Pan Am Soccer Stadium. It was full for that game. It looked fantastic. It gives us an idea of what things are going to be looking like for the 32 soccer or football games that we're going to be seeing at the at the, the uh, Pan Am Games. Uh, our final uh, venues, or our last couple of venues, uh, are going to be opening uh, next week, our athletic stadium and our BMX uh, venue, and they're all looking uh, fantastic as well. And uh, every day we're seeing uh, athletes being nominated not only from Canada but from other countries, and it's quite an impressive list of athletes that we're seeing uh, planning to come here uh, for the Games from U.S. swimmer uh, and 12-time Olympic gold medalist Natalie Coughlin to Cullen Jones on the U.S. team, another Olympic medalist to Alia Atkinson representing Jamaica and one of Jamaica's best ever swimmers in their history, a current world record holder, the first black women to hold a record in the sport, to Paula Longoria from Mexico, the number one uh, player in the world in, in racquetball, who actually is in town over the next couple of days, and I can tell you a little bit more about that in a second. To all the Canadian athletes that we're seeing, a lot of Olympic medalists being nominated for Team Canada from uh, um, the, the diving team, which right now is a team that's winning all kinds of medals in, in World Cup events and have Olympic medals to boot, and, and they, they have plans to to try and win gold medals here and then gold medals at the Rio Olympics the next year. So every day, Nicole, we're seeing that list of athletes grow and it's uh, more and more impressive uh, on a daily basis and we're really quite excited to get things started in about a month's time. Well, like you said, the buzz is building and I guess what's left to do in terms of venues and and I was going to ask, when is the Athletes Village opening? Yeah, right now we're just in, in the final preparation stage where we're, we're doing the last minute sort of fine tuning of our different venues, um, doing the, the everything that needs to happen and always happens before big multi-sports events like this. Um, in terms of the Athletes Village, uh, it will be opening more or less at the beginning of next month, the beginning of July. Uh, that's when we'll start to see a few of the, uh, the, the people from different National Olympic committees starting to arrive in the city. That's when we'll start to see some of the international media starting to arrive as well. And I, I can tell you um, the list of people who've asked for credentials, the list of media, has been widespread. I think we've had close to um, well, well over 1,500 accredited media uh, ask for credentials for the game. So you can tell that there is a lot of interest, and these games are going to get a lot of coverage. And how has the torch relay gone? I know that's that's usually a big part of building anticipation and excitement for an event like this. Have there been any mishaps? 
No, it, it's been, uh, it is a huge event in terms of the community starting to feel a real connection to the games. That's what the Torch Relay really does. It symbolizes basically the games arriving into into different places in and around uh, where the games are taking place. And in our particular uh, Torch Relay, it's a 41-day Torch Relay, basically um, symbolizing the 41 participating nations and territories who are part of the games. And we're taking it all over Canada. Right now, it is. Uh, it, it landed in Toronto last Saturday, and it's been every. It's been going on every mode of transportation you can you can think of. It arrived by seaplane, uh, and then it has been it traveling by canoe in Algonquin Park, one of Canada's most famous parks. It, somebody, uh, one of the torchbearers, has actually swam in the water with it. It's been carried by canoe. Uh, it, of course, was lit in Mexico at the ancient Aztec pyramids there, and then arrived here, and and, and has just carried on that momentum. Uh, Marta, the, the famous Brazilian soccer player, is actually going to be carrying it today uh, at a special ceremony um, at, 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 um, on the path to actually going to a, a very famous zoo that that Toronto uh, has on the east side of Toronto. So it's going to actually be carried by the zookeeper there with some animals uh, going going with them. So it, it has been a very interesting start to the torch relay. Next, uh, actually this weekend, it's off to Halifax on the east coast of Canada, where it's going to be carried by Andrew Nicholson, who's an NBA player with the Orlando Magic from Canada. And, of course, we're expecting to see one of Canada's best teams ever in the Pan Am Games, uh, led by several NBA uh, players, people who are right now starring in the NBA. And it all com culminates on July 10th for the opening ceremonies, where we have big plans for that ceremony, of course. That's where um, uh, the ceremony is good. Is our creative partner is Cirque du Soleil, who's a fa very famous Canadian uh, artistic uh, troupe, as everybody knows. And and they have uh, big, big plans to make this a, a, an incredible start to our games. So it sounds like you've generated a great response from the public and media. Like you said, a lot of a lot of people applying for credentials. Do you foresee or do you know of maybe a challenge you could name in, in the coming weeks or near future for Toronto 2015 in, I guess, planning for all of these spectators and media? Well, we're continuing um, to spread the word, word, and that's the the big uh, job that we have to do over the next uh, several days of of leading up to the games. Is spreading the word, word, letting people know how big this event is going to be for those who may not understand just how important the Pan Am Games are for athletes, whether it's uh, on their journey uh, to the Olympics, since several of the events will be qualifiers for the Rio Olympics or if it's just an important part of the path of uh, on their journey of being a, a great uh, Olympic athlete or in, in the non-Olympic events, because we do have eight non-Olympic sports that are part of the games, this uh, in a lot of cases is their Olympics. So we're, we're trying to make sure that people understand just how significant this event is going to be. We're also trying to, to get them to see that it's not just an incredible sports spectacle, that it's also going to be uh, a, a great arts and culture 
festival that will go hand in hand with the games. It's called Panamania. It's going to run for 35 days throughout uh, both the Pan and the Parapan Am Games. And we're bringing in uh, top acts, top uh, singers, songwriters from all over Canada, the U.S., the Caribbean, and the Americas. And these are some really, really big names. And many of the, these performances are going to be for free. So we're trying to get people to see that they can come for the sports and stay for the, the party, the concerts that are going to happen as well. Uh, we truly believe this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We, we haven't seen many events uh, like that in, in this part of Canada, in the Ontario region, and we really are hoping that everybody sort of embraces this moment. Uh, if for, for your listeners who, who maybe uh, are, are thinking about coming, this is a great time to come and visit uh, Toronto for those very reasons I'm just mentioning, the sport, the arts and culture, and it doesn't hurt the fact that the Canadian dollar has has uh, declined in recent weeks. So it's a great opportunity. Tickets start from twenty dollars and uh, twenty dollars Canadian, I should say. So it's a great opportunity. If you don't know to Toronto, it's a great opportunity to come and get to know it. A relatively inexpensive trip, uh, and uh, it's a great opportunity to be part of it. So huge couple of months for Canada. They're kicking off the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup this weekend. And I just wanted to ask out of curiosity, has that event in any way positively or even negatively affected Toronto 2015? Well, the games uh, are going to start, as you know, on Saturday. So I think once that, the games get going, the, the different soccer games get going, then people, the, the buzz will really build around it. And Team Canada is expected to do really well in the in the FIFA Women's World Cup. I, I believe that that will have some carryover for our games, where the Canadian team is talking about bringing its biggest team ever with more than 700 athletes to the Pan Am Games. They've set a really long goal of finishing in the top two in the medal count, which would be their best finish ever. And uh, I truly believe that if we see uh, the Canadian women, uh, women's soccer team doing well, people are going to see, hey, you know, we have a, this other big event coming and, and we want to be part of it. And in a similar way that we saw uh, when Canada hosted uh, the Winter Olympics in 2010 and Canadian athletes, Canada's winter athletes did better than they ever had before. I think we could see a similar thing here with Canada's summer athletes. It's interesting that the federal government calls this the, the year of sport for Canada because of all these events that are happening simultaneously. Uh, I truly believe this is the year of the sport and as I said I'm truly uh, sending out the invitation to all your listeners that if you haven't come to this area before this is a great time to come and visit and get to know us. Uh, each of the 41 participating nations should have their own hometown cheering section here for the Pan Am Games given all the diversity that uh, that is part of the makeup of Toronto, people who come from other countries and now make Toronto their home. So this is a great chance to, to, for Toronto to showcase that and also for, for people from outside to come and, and really experience it and, and see what makes Toronto so, so unique and such a great place to be. As you said, come for the sports and then stay for the party. Again, that was Teddy Katz, Toronto 2015 Director of Media Relations, with a preview of the Road Ahead for Toronto 2015 to the Pan American Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.